Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 85, how to stop obsessing over your ex. Kate and I are fired up per usual. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast. 85 episodes. Holy shit. Whoa, what happened? Really amazing things have happened. And we are so grateful to all of you. We are so, so, we get so excited when each of us hear from you. We, of course, immediately message the other (laughs) and say, I just got a text. So-and-so, you know, loved our episode. And we are just really grateful for the amazing community. We think about all of you all the time. And of course, most of our topics for each episode is from us thinking about you, us reflecting on our own dating experiences, all in the name of how to really empower yourself around dating and relationships. And most of all, your freaking life and how toxic the fairy tale. And really we were riffing about the bachelor (laughs) before we hit record. So stay tuned for a full rant from us on an episode about that. But just really where our culture gets a lot of things wrong with love. And so today, how to stop obsessing over your ex. Obsessing looks like checking their social media every two seconds. Obsessing looks like corralling all of your friends to constantly psychoanalyze every single step of your relationship and every single second of the behavior of that person. Obsessing looks like ruminating over and over and over again over what could have been different or what went wrong or what's going on with that person. What does obsessing look like with your clients? I mean, I have had a few clients who even like physically stalked their exes. Like they would drive by, be like, oh, I'll just take the long route home and like drive by the house and, you know, look in to see who's there. Um, I mean, our saboteurs go cray cray (laughs) when they feel out of control. And that's where I believe obsession comes from. And it's it it, the word obsession, like obsession is not love. I mean, it can look so many different ways, but it's obsessively thinking about them, obsessively talking about them, obsessively fantasizing about being back together, obsessively fantasizing about all the amazing things in your relationship. And to me, like when we are in obsession and focused on something that's out of our control, it, the saboteur gets louder, right? The saboteur gets louder. The fantasy addict gets louder and wants to, to, to try and control the thing that's out of your control. So obsession is obsessed is, um, especially, I can't talk today. Mm -hmm. Obsession, obsession is especially, 
um, potent when the other person is the one who's who's ended the relationship or who's cut mm-hmm. off communication or who's pulled away in the pursuer distancer dynamic. So it it in actively it activates um, a chase, right? It's the it's the cat and mouse dance. And, but obsession is not love. And yet obsessive love isn't like we were just talking, you were just talking about the bachelor. The bachelor Mm -hmm. is obsession love. That's not real love. And that, yet that's the love story that's fed to us from every angle. And so there's this, there's been this romanticized, romanticization um, about obsession, about obsessive fantasy love, but it's not actually romantic. And so it's coming from your wounds and it's coming from your saboteur and it is, um, it's really common. It's so powerful to hear you reflect on, of course, the obsession usually is more activated when the other person ends the relationship. And I, my gosh, as, as we were preparing for this, I obsessed over every single, I mean, all of my exes broke up with me. I obsessed over every single one. Like the reality check for a moment is breakups fucking suck. Right. And I personally have, I'm really done with anyone ever calling women crazy. I'm sure you feel the same. Like that's actually not okay to say that about yourself. That's not okay to reference another person about and what the quote unquote crazy is, is from a physiology perspective, right? Your brain does freak out with social rejection because we're animals first. Our survival instinct is if I'm not in a pack, if I'm not connected, I'm going to end up in the woods alone and die, right? And you're not going to die without your partner. And your conscious brain understands that, but your animal brain does not. And that's why having support after a breakup is actually freaking vitally important. And the obsession is coming from your brain trying to process the emotional pain, but instead of processing the emotional pain, you obsess. So it's the perfect distraction, right? I freaking, my high school boyfriend, I, I totally, that poor guy, (laughs) I totally, I totally drove to his work and like walked up and down the aisles of the CBS. I mean, this is in high school and he would like hide in the back and I have a memory of like the line like at the front of the room was like so long because the poor guy is hiding from me but all the customers can't check out like oh like I we I hope you have so much compassion you know and and join me in the like you are not crazy but obsession's not love right it's actually not normal, even though it's kind of a, the valid physiological response. And if you notice yourself as obsessing, that's the call to getting help, yes. right? Most people don't, most people don't process breakups. Like, let's talk about that for a second. Who's we've got the people, the post breakup person who immediately gets in bed with someone else, the post breakup person who immediately gets into another relationship, the post breakup person who never actually lets go. This was me. I like kept sleeping with my exes for a while to avoid the <laughs> emotional pain. Um, right. My main ex that I always talk about, we were on and 
and off again for three years, right? None of us want to feel emotional fucking pain. Mm-hmm. Like that is the least convenient thing. And we've also been programmed thing. to not. We've been yes. we've been programmed to not. Like we, totally. our whole culture is so upset. I was on a Zoom call with my parents the other day and there was a moment where I got upset about something and I started to cry and my mom was like, oh no. And like, she wanted to like stop me from crying. And I was like, it's okay, I can cry. Like, it's just so fascinating how we have all been taught to not feel. Yes. So it's not just your own fear, of course, feeling deep, deep, deep pain. It hurts, it's uncomfortable. But part of what keeps people stuck in the story of their ex is is this, is that they're stuck in the story and they're story. not actually processing the grief. Um, I had this one client, this was a, it was such a cool thing because she had spent a whole year telling this story. And her obsession with her ex wasn't, I want to get back together with you. Her ex was a very toxic person and, and had, had been unfaithful many times. And it was not a, not a good situation, but she was holding on to the, the rage story of like, you wronged me, you're wrong and bad. But of course that was only who, who was, it wasn't impacting him. He's like off living his life. And she was holding and carrying that story and in so much suffering and when we first started working together, um, a friend of hers referred me, her to me, who was a client of mine. And when we first started working together, she was so obs- like she she when we started to like peel back the curtain of like where this is showing up, like it's all she talked about all day, every day with everyone, with her mom, with her friends. Every time she went anywhere, people would be like, it's almost like they were asking for an update on The Bachelor. Like they, like, what was the drama this week? What's going on with it? And her friends fed it, right? Our friends do this. They feed our fantasy addicts. And so the, everybody around her kept feeding the obsession. And she'd been telling this story for a year. And so the very first assignment I gave her was, and this is a tool, if you've been telling this story for a long time, the first assignment I gave her was stop telling the story see what happens. Just stop, even just for a week, stop telling the story. Anytime anyone asks you about him, just say, thank you so much for asking. Um, I'm not talking about that right now, but I would love to talk about you, or I'd love to talk about something that matters, means something to me. And so she started this practice and she had spent a year where literally he took up all real estate because she was stuck in story. She wasn't grieving. She wasn't processing her feelings. So in our journey together, every time she was activated by him, instead of telling the story, she went into her pain. She went into her feelings. She felt her feelings. She started processing the grief as opposed to staying trapped in the story. And two months later, no joke, their anniversary happened. And she was like, forgot. It was nine o'clock at night. And she messaged me and said, holy shit. I didn't even know it was our anniversary today. Like I am in a completely different place. And now she's able to have their parenting partners. So now she's able to have a loving parenting partnership with him, not expecting him to be different because she's rooted and anchored in herself. But so much of the obsession is like, we're just trapped in the story and your saboteur, your mind will want to keep just feeding the story over and over and over again. And in the beginning, it's important that you get the story out. But there comes a time where the story, like telling the story over and over again, is actually preventing you from processing your grief. Like you said, it's a, it's just another distraction. It's like going on Instagram. It's another way to distract yourself from actually feeling what needs to be felt so you can move through the grief of the breakup. And and. I mean, we can talk about this later, but I feel like something that's so huge that's missing is a trust, trusting life. You know, it's like, even if a relationship ends and ruptures now, 
if it's aligned for your soul one day, it'll come back. And if it's not something better will come along. But ultimately, like when we are so afraid to lose what we had, we're not trusting that something greater is coming. We're not trusting that there is more for We're thinking that we need to be in control and it's really not your job to be in control. You don't get to decide when love comes and goes. You just get to decide how you show up in it and for it and with it. I love that we're talking about the story aspect because inside, especially ruminating and obsessing over the story, it's usually about the other person and it's usually from victimization, right? If you're obsessing in the story, you're seeing yourself as a victim and the only way to actually heal and transform and not just jump into another relationship and expect it to magically be different is to actually be able to take inventory of the relationship right? What, what was my part in the unfolding? Like, what did I learn from this relationship? And right. These questions are not the ones you ask like the day after your fucking breakup, right? After your breakup. And this is so perfect, right? So that person had a year of everybody fueling this, her story. doesn't sound like she was working with anybody for a year. Right. And then she actually gets help. So what another beautiful plug on the whole purpose of coaching is that you have somewhere to go and you have someone who's not afraid to tell you the truth and have you have someone who's not going to co-sign your bullshit, but actually facilitate real healing. And if it depends, it depends, like it's this practice of normalizing that love is the only thing that's in your control is how you respond. And for me, it, it really, what I say to people is the extent to which you're doing the acting out behavior, right? So the extent to which you obsess in the early stages of dating is directly proportional to your childhood wounding. The extent to which you obsess over a breakup is the extent to which you're avoiding dealing with it, right? And the, the, it's, I feel sad hearing about all the friends that co-signed her bullshit because, of course, after a breakup, one of the most important things you need is friend support, right? Like is people around you who can provide accurate mirroring and love on you and tell you how powerful you are. And that of course your life isn't over after a breakup and the most empowering thing for anybody. I mean, I just think speaking of fantasy, right? We have a fantasy that relationships are supposed to last forever. So how, like, of course we have no support around ending of relationship because everyone acts like it's the worst possible thing to ever happen. And so, yes, it's painful, but you do have to learn how to manage yourself, right. And how to help yourself and setting boundaries, like not stalking their Instagram, right. Not going on Facebook, not immediately starting to date, like actually give yourself the time to Mm -hmm. heal and discover who you are. You know, we, everyone talks about the divorce rate all the time, but no one, did you, does everyone know? I've probably said this before second and third marriages the divorce rate is 70 and 80%. No one fucking talks about that. You're all worried about the first divorce rate. Second and third marriages, the divorce rate is infinitely higher you know, because people aren't doing their work. Uh, yeah, well, because it's like, it, it, you, you think if we looked at it from like an education standpoint, right? Let's say you're a surgeon and you like, you fuck up a few times, like you're going to have to go back to school and learn how to be a better surgeon before 
before you're going to be given a scalpel again. Um, maybe, maybe you'll never be allowed to go back. I'm not sure how that works, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like in, in relationships, a relationship ends, which I'm so glad you brought that in. It's not a bad thing. It's not a failure. It means that relationship. And even, even sometimes, like I think of Kylie and Mark, who we interviewed, um, Mark Groves and Kylie Macbeth. Um, we interviewed them about their relationship rupture and how they ruptured. They had a four-year relationship that was one version ruptured for a year with no intent of getting back together. Of course, I'm sure on some level they had hopes for it, but then came back together as two completely up-leveled humans because of all the work they did in the middle. And now they have a completely different relationship. They just bought, bought property in Calgary. They're, they're building their life now. And it's so beautiful to witness because they are, they are, have, are coming from a different place within the relationship. Right. And what happens is people don't, like a relationship ends and then they don't think like, oh, okay, now I got to figure out myself. Like that didn't work very well. Like, especially if it was a dysfunctional one, maybe there's work to do. Maybe I need to learn some tools and some self-awareness and some relational skills. So not that that relationship ending was a failure, but maybe it's a catalyst, which I believe that's what all breakups are for. Maybe it's a catalyst for me to learn about myself and about my patterns and about how I can do relationship from an empowered place and how I can attract healthy love or have like, like Mark and Kai, like have healthy love in a new container. And so like, it is absolutely essential that like, this is the time to, if you are obsessing over your ex, this is the time to press pause on that fantasy story because it's not going to get you anywhere. And like you said it wrong focus, you're focused on your ex. You're not going to get fucking anywhere. You're, you're, you're like going to be stuck in this story. If you don't put pause on that fantasy story and use, use this as an opportunity to come home and to get to know yourself and your own soul and your own patterns. And like, and Catherine and I have multiple programs that can support you with this, but like, this is the time to do the work, to deepen your relationship within. So that next time you get into a relationship, no matter who it's with, that you get into the relationship equipped for it, which none of us were equipped. No one taught us how to do relationship. We're all just, you know, thrown in the deep end and expected to have a forever and forever. And like, that's ridiculous. And then we call women crazy who obsess rather than actually empowering one another, right? Or if you, I'm thinking about if you have a friend who's obsessing right now, not only send her this episode, stop supporting her and telling the story over and over and over again, you know, and this place, you know, I I really appreciate the line of like self-abandonment like you said about your, your other client, right. Taking up all the real estate, you know, that was one of the, my game, one of the game changing moments for me around Jamie was when he started dating someone new. It was like three months after our breakup, I'm crying on the floor. I like hadn't eaten that day, you know, like I wasn't doing anything for my business. And then like literally from inside of me, all of a sudden it was like, what are you doing? Like, this is your life. Like he's, he's moved on. He's all set. But like, you're, you're acting like your life is over and hi, you're 25 years old. Like your life is not over. (laughs) Right. But this, this place of all inherent, which of course is like the thread of our podcast 
is radical self-responsibility. That's actually the only way to have a healthy relationship. And so will, for some of you, will healing from a breakup be incredibly hard? Yes. For some of you, you're just going to be over it today after listening to this epic episode, maybe. And, and in two months, like Kate's client of telling a new story, you're all set. But it's this place of like, whatever your path is, obsessing is the like red flag warning sign, like the, the solar flare, like ship is, ship is sinking here, <laughs> like pay attention if you're obsessing about your ex and then find the path back to yourself, find your power again, because giving your power away looks like obsessing, right? Yeah. Period. And if you know the physiological response to a breakup is the same, your brain processes it the same as you broke your leg. Often what I tell my clients is if you broke your leg, how would you be caring for yourself right now? You probably wouldn't go try to run a marathon, but that's how we treat ourselves. Like when you're in emotional pain, how would you be with a friend who's struggling? You wouldn't be screaming at her, right? You wouldn't be telling her to, you know, get in a new relationship. You'd actually be tending to your heart. And that's the work. And that's what happened for me that day. Like I woke up and was like, what are you doing? You're not taking care of yourself. And let me tell you, when you're getting enough sleep, when you're eating well, when you're drinking water, your brain functions better. It's not just like, oh, those are nice self-care things to do. You give yourself a fighting chance to be able to function well in the world, but you can obsess. You can obsess about your ex by actually hurting yourself with eating ice cream and scrolling Facebook all night and not sleeping. Like, that's affecting you too. Maybe you can say, oh, I'm not obsessing about your ex, but that's how obsession can also look. Yes. Or starving yourself. That's most common. Oh, I'm on the breakup diet. Oh, I lost 20 pounds because I was on the breakup diet. It's like, so you're torturing yourself and beating yourself up for the relationship ending and then starving yourself for like, oh, I, when I'm stressed out, I don't eat. It's like, there's no responsibility in it. It's just, there's so, see, this is our culture. Our culture feeds us being victims and not taking responsibility for ourselves. This time is an opportunity for you to take inventory. What are all the, where are all the places that you are fucking abandoning yourself because your ex is not there anymore. And some people, I mean, I, when my, in my twenties obsessed about my one Australian ex for like ever, I was like, for like five years, I kept having dreams of him. And I kept imagining one day we'd be together again. And like, it and and even though in the relationship like it it didn't work and i kept holding on to this idea of him i had this friend one time who um said to me she's like it's like you're you're staring at this one tiny ant and you're like i just want like i just want him he's the only one on planet earth i just want it to be him and that's what the ego does that's what the saboteur does and it's actually a distraction and it's a way to rob you from letting love in from receiving good things from feeling good within yourself it's just a protective mechanism that's hurting you uh, obsessing over this one ant and when you zoom out there's like gazillions of ants on planet earth and like many other creatures <laughs> and so it's like when you zoom out like whoa i'm obsessing over this one person and if you're obsessing over this one person and you're in their world you are you, you're in the wrong person's car and that's codependency and that our whole relationship model that we all learned is that yes, it's codependency i'm not okay if you're not here it's like even if you have the most beautiful love on earth of course you're going to feel pain like i think of you and andrew of course you're going to feel tremendous grief if your relationship ever came to an end but you're going to be okay and i know that no matter what you're going to be okay and that's 
being sourced from within. So look at all the places where you're abandoning yourself and where you're trying to avoid feeling the pain and the grief. Like, have you actually allowed yourself to grieve, to feel, or are you so busy starving yourself or numbing yourself or distracting yourself or, you know, like, what are you doing right now? That's actually stopping you from just feeling the grief and the pain of this ending, whether it was a toxic ending or, um, a healthy relationship that came to a close or an unexpected ending. What are you doing to care for yourself right now? And what are you doing to distract yourself? And like Catherine just said, start doing a lot more of the, the care for yourself. Like this is in order to become adults in order to become in my work, I call it becoming the heroine of your own story. You have to take responsibility for all of it. What was my part in this relationship? Even if one person looked way worse on paper, you played a part. There's a reason why you were a match to that person. Your pattern was perfectly lined up with theirs. So -hmm. how can I take responsibility for my side of the street and start to tend to and nurture myself through the pain, as opposed to like, just be stuck in his world. It's just, I I just feel like gross thinking about that. Like how much power do women give away obsessing over men? And they're, they're, or or your partner, a woman, if, if your partner's a woman, it's like obsessing over this ex instead of allowing yourself to just come home. Like what, how about you become obsessed with you? That's actually what I'm playing with right now. It's like in moments, not all the time, but like, if you're going to be obsessed with someone, how about become obsessed with you become fiercely in your life, right? Yeah. And your life. Exactly. Imagine all that. I just, it's over and over again. Everything we said today, like all the life force energy, that goes to waste when, when in the obsession and there is a path, like I don't behave like my teenage self anymore. Right. I got over the on again, off again. And so sending you so much love for wherever you are in your journey. And it does not have to be this way. You do have choices. There are other options than spending all day, every day obsessing about your ex, no matter how old you are you have your entire life ahead of you like this is your life and guess what sometimes relationships end sometimes relationships end. that is part of life also all relationships end last time I checked we don't live forever if you figure out how to live forever let me know but all relationships end and I actually think as a culture we just need to be getting better at endings right but we said so many amazing things We love you. Stop obsessing over your ex. Reclaim your power. Reclaim your life. And we'll talk to you soon. I have one seed to plant. I have an aligned closure virtual retreat coming up, but it's not till November, but it's a two day event. So you're still obsessing in November. We'll go much deeper, but yes, I am. I'm excited for you that you're even consuming this message because our culture, just like we're in fantasy about relationships, we're super dysfunctional about breakups and endings and what that means. So you are amazing and spread the word to all your sisters who need to hear this message. And we are sending you so much love. Bye. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. 
for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.